To another episode of Video Return Slide, Be Kind Rewatch. This year is 1989, I believe, right? Yes! Yeah. Awesome. Uh, as always, I am your host, Todd, and I'm joined by my two friends, co hosts, Glenn, Matt. And uh, before we kick things off, we'd like to uh, go through our runner ups of uh, a previous year, or the previous year, 1988. And uh, this year, I think we just collectively agreed that Die Hard is probably the runner-up for this year. Yeah, Die Hard with Gremlins. <laughs> we want to combine, we want to mash the two VHSs together. Yeah, exactly. Splice them together and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, just put the film over top of each other and see, yeah. just see what happens, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, n- not too much to say about Die Hard. It's kind of like just a classic movie. Uh, it truly is, yeah. And yeah. I, like, I, it was very close for me, but I honestly thought, like, it, well, if it was going to be one of the two, I thought Glenn would have picked it. Uh, Die Hard, so I was like, eh, yeah, but I was very close to it. And I, I, yeah, it's it is a, a wicked movie. It's almost like a template for a lot of. It's been copied, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. even by itself. I mean, it kind of became a a joke, a, a little bit of a joke. Like yeah. even by the second one, it was already over the top. I think even in the second one, he goes. You know, breaks the fourth wall and just like that. How can this same thing happen to the same guy two years in a row? You know, like he kind of makes men- makes light of it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe the second one is actually not supposed to be a diehard movie. I think oh. that they uh, had a plot for a movie about oh. like a, an airport being taken over by terrorists right. at Christmas, and they're like, "Hey, this sounds a lot like Die Hard. Yeah. We should just make this a Die Hard movie so people go see it." So right, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I remember hearing the something origin about that. of Die Hard Two. Is that um, the one was? Samuel L. Jackson. No, that's Die number Hard three. Yeah, yes. that yeah. It doesn't really even have three in the title. It's just no. Die Hard of a Vengeance, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then after that, it's Live Free or Die Hard, and then the other one is Die Hard something, right? The what? There's five there, of them? There's a fifth Die Hard movie. I bet just, everyone forgot about that. Yeah, I think uh, it's called Just Keep Dying Hard. No, Just Keep Dying Hard. <laughs> 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 No, it's like um, it's not. Let me look it what up. What the hell is it called? <laughs> I think we, I, I feel like guess sp- like Die Hard. I smell die another hard today or yeah. something like that. Oh yeah, Die Hard today. Uh, oh, Die Hard Five. Let's see. Look it up here. Yeah, isn't it like pretty recent? Too? Yeah, it takes place. <laughs> in, <laughs> How about a good day to Die Hard? Is that what it's yeah, called? It oh, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Who who's in there with it? Because isn't it like his son is... Yeah, his son is like part of some anti-terrorist group or something like that. I've never his seen son. it. All I've, uh, all I know is it's bad. His son also likes to die hard. It's <laughs> 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 like, kind of like a hobby. Oh, wow. This is 2013. Jeez, Louise. That's like years ago already. I thought it was like new, but... Oh, man. It, wouldn't it be great if it was like him and his son didn't get along and then he finds out his son also likes to die hard? <laughs> yeah. and, you do? <laughs> I didn't know you die hard. <laughs> what does die hard even mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, God. Pretty cool. Like, even the uh, 
I'm just looking at Head the cover. Headshot. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, um, even the cover, like, it looks like these are the Twin Towers, and then it has, like, kind of, like, a, his face cut off, him being Bruce Willis when he still had hair, and some kind of el- helicopter that's just sort of randomly flying around it. Hmm. Oh, this is the cover for the first movie, right? First one, for yeah. Not, not a good day to die hard. No. Oh, okay. That um, one just has, like, a sweaty picture of Bruce Willis on it. That's he wasn't even an action star then. No, he yeah. was like I mean, he was like moonlighting, right? He was oh. almost like a comedy actor, like a yeah. r- romance, like a oh, well, isn't he rom com? Is he in Perfect Stranger? No, what moonlighting? What's that? What oh, Moonlight is the name of the yeah. show. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm mixing up my shows here. Um, Perfect Strangers was with Branson Point, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Vincent, Vincent, no, Punch no, no. Sorry, call back to last episode. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Al <Al-Hibar> Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add uh, that there's a, a NES game. There's an NES game for Die Hard. The the oh, cover is, is it for it uh, is similar to the movie cover, but it's just like the the Nakatomi Plaza on fire. But it oh. lo- it looks like the Twin Towers from oh. 9/11. Oh wow! So it's become kind of a notorious video game cover because it like just looks like 9/11, but it's yeah Die it's Hard. Yeah Die Hard. Um. I don't know what else to say. I was about like, this yeah. movie. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm trying to scroll through these uh, these sound the effects. effects. This kind of. All right. Well, it's. Uh, I guess. I guess that's it for uh, our honorable mentions. mentions. Our runners up. Uh, we, we tripled our efficiency though because we all agreed on on one. Yeah, we got we got time to talk more about our 1989 picks, but before Absolutely. that, we got to get into the news of 1980. Just give me a second here. A little early right. on the applause there, crowd. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so I don't have that much news. A little more than last episode. Um, George H.W. Bush is sworn in as the 41st president of the United States. <laughs> and, now, oh, and now he looks good compared to Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, at the 61st Academy Awards, Rain Man takes best picture. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're getting a little bit better. I, yeah. I've heard of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, definitely. Six. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mel Blanc passes away at age 81. Mel Blanc, of course, being the voice Bugs of Bunny. Bugs Bunny and a whole bunch of other Looney Tunes. I think he did mostly all of them, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, he was quite talented. Um, uh, Nintendo releases the Game Boy uh, in North America, it being their first handheld system with removable cartridges and of course I think that was a huge success and uh, the Sega Genesis was released in North America in 1989 as well. Yes. I had both of those Yeah, That's awesome. and sold both of those. Dang. <laughs> yeah, the Game Boy was something else because like it kind of like broke through to like it wasn't just a kid's toy like a lot of like Adults bought it too because I think it came with Tetris. So yeah. you just had to buy a Game Boy and you had Tetris and you could take that on a trip with you. And I hated I hated the Game Boy. You hated the I Game mean, Boy yeah, yeah. because you had to have the Game Boy Light because it wasn't back, oh, it yeah. wasn't backlit. Remember? Yeah. Oh, that's right. So you couldn't play it yeah. in the dark or anything. I remember um, Sega released the uh, the Game Gear, which which is the one oh, that I had. Yeah, and they always used to make make light of uh, the cream spinach color. On uh, <laughs> remember they they called it out on a. Uh, commercial actually they're like cream spinach color and they just showed like tetris and was like (laughs) these pathetic noises and then it showed like 
Sonic the Hedgehog in full color and all that. It was pretty funny. It was always stuck with me, the cream spinach color. Oh, okay. It was true, though. So their aggressive advertising worked yeah. on you. Yeah, I did. I, I got it. But I, I, I wasn't allowed to have a like a video game system like on, on the TV. Mm. So I was allowed to handheld. So, of course, I wanted the color one. So that way I got this. So you actually got gear. a Game Gear. I did, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you remember what games you played on it uh, at all? Yeah, like Tom and Jerry and Sonic the Hedgehog. I had a Wicked Baseball game. That I played all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, How were, did you did you have the battery pack for it, or did you just have to go through a yeah, whole ton of batteries? I did it. I did the uh, the batteries like when I'd be on holidays, but I had the like uh, the, the wall adapter, adapter to yeah. plug in. Yeah, so I, I just have, plugged I it into too. beside my bed and just played it that way. Yeah. So do you have all these systems? Uh, I I have a I have a Game Gear and uh, well yeah I also have a Game Boy and a Sega Genesis, but I. I've only played the Game Gear once. I got a yard sale for five dollars, and oh, I was wow. like, "Oh, this is weird." Because, like, l- compared to other systems, Game Gear doesn't seem to have anything worth going back to because mm. the battery life is terrible and the yeah. screen is kind of pro- you- probably not as good as you remember. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's okay. The nice. Game Boy is much better. Is it really? Wow. Yeah, the Game Boy kind of went through like a weird. Uh, resurgence, like at the very end of its life, the Pokemon games came out for it, and like that, like pushed it into like being like one of the best systems of all time. I sold the Game Boy mm-hmm. for eighty bucks. Oh, that's at, pretty good. At, at wow. some point, and then I sold my PSP mm-hmm. for eighty bucks later on, like years later. Wow. I think I think, uh, I think you did good on that because I think both of those are probably worthless by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Unless you get a collector like you, like don't. Yeah. I go into some of those video game stores now, and it's like some of those older systems. Like they charge like a. Oh, they charge out the ass for it, and then if you try to like trade it in, they'll go like, "Oh, we can give you like five bucks for it." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They'll flip it for like a hundred and fifty or something. Do people buy it? Someone must buy it. Oh yeah, people buy uh, stuff all the time. I don't think people are so into like handhelds and stuff because there's better ways to play those games, and maybe not like the Game Gear necessarily, but. Uh, the Super Nintendo had like a little adapter where you play Game Boy games, and so did the GameCube. Um, I think someone like uh, recently, like on the internet, a lot of people have been making their own consoles that you could buy, like oh, wow. little boutique items. And I think somebody made a Game Gear thing that plugs into the TV, but I've never nice. played with that. Um, yeah, it's just a little bit of information about consoles that came out in 1989 here uh it is 89 right i keep mixing yes. up the years it's getting a little confusing okay yeah. uh so matt will you do you have the yeah. 1989 movies pulled up i do the roster so, of movies yes, of course yes. as always you can follow along at home you just need to google movies in 1989 and a little drop down menu will appear where you can pick the year and you can pick your favorite movies to you know join us on our adventure here Yes. So Matt, take it away. So we got Batman. So that was the uh, like Jack Nicholson as uh, Joker, oh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. So the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, pretty crazy. That's 1989, actually, to think. Mm. Hey, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which is the one with Sean Connery in it. Dead Poet nice. Society. Back Sean to the Connery. Sean Connery. I like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, Back to the Future Two. Little Mermaid. Uh, the oh. Abyss. 
Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is actually pretty rad. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, it's one of my mom's favorite movies. Is that the same Harry from Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it had a very grim ending. <laughs> Ripped her limb from limb. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Grossbusters 2. Parenthood, Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze. The Burbs, Tom Hanks. That's an awesome show. Yeah, I, man, I haven't seen that in forever. I, I remember being like kind of weirded up by it as a kid, but I remember, yeah, it's kind of a neat movie for sure. Oh, Black Rain, when Michael Douglas tried to become like an action star. <laughs> I just remember someone getting, depa- getting decapitated. Decapitated. Right? Also remember in the preview, somebody puts like that, the plastic bag over his head and starts pulling back. That was the first time I'd seen that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. <laughs> the guy's going to die. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, Uncle Buck. Nice, nice. Pet Cemetery, Field of Dreams. I really enjoyed that when I was a kid. Probably he would hate it. Oh, mind you, there's James Earl Jones in it. I'm yeah. going to beat you with his crowbar. He uses that one. Oh, wow. Born on the 4th of July. Look who's talking. Um, casualty. Oh, Turner and Hooch. Man, how many movies is Tom Hanks in, in this mo- this year? That's like his fifth fire. movie. Yeah. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Classic. Wow. Oh, wicked. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Might have to change my pick. Uh, All Good Dogs Go to Heaven. Minor, or sorry, Major League. Ooh, that's badass. Uh, Tango and Cash, which is the buddy comedy with Kurt Russell and Stallone. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Leviathan, which is sort of like a knockoff abyss, if I recall. Oh, yes, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> so good. Uh, the War of the Roses, License to Kill, which is a Timothy Dalton James Bond. Uh, S- Star Trek 5, The Final Frontier. Is that the one where Spock like, gets no. mutilated? N- no, no. That, oh, okay. that's two. That's oh, that okay. one's with the Klingons. Oh, the Klingons. Oh, there you go, K-9. That was the one you're talking about. James Belushi with his like German shepherd friend. Harlem mm. Nights with Eddie Murphy, The Fly 2. Ooh. Wait, there's a tur- tuner. T- tuner. What? <laughs> t- 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 today, <laughs> Junior? <laughs> there's, 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 k- there's a K9 movie, and then yeah. there's the other Tom Hanks. Turner and Hooch. Hooch. Oh, yeah, there's the same thing with Leviathan and Abyss. Levi- oh, and then Levi- the. Really, <laughs> 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 none of us can talk. Fuck, 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 Halloween 5, The Revenge. My Left Foot with the Daniel Trunk Day Lewis. Hey, Halloween 5 is not bad. It's like, yeah. Is that the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, or is that later? No, no this is, uh, this is way past the This one has Lee Michael Curtis. Myers in it. Yeah. No, there's like a Jamie Lee Curtis where she comes back. Right? Oh, like that's Myers. a Halloween H two O. Oh, that's right. Is it, isn't there one Halloween H2O. that does not have Michael Myers? Uh, yeah, that's Halloween three season of the witch. It's garbage. It's okay. Is it? So is there a witch in it? No, not even. It's, not even. It's like I'm not a, a big horror. Uh, fan, so. Let's not get into it. Then okay. it's weird. <laughs> uh, and UHF with Weird Al Yankovic, which I actually saw in theaters that day. I, I oh wow! That. So there we go. There's a little rundown of '89. We're starting to kind of. Heating things up as we, uh, heating, I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> heathen definitely is, uh, heat things up, uh, because as we all sort of agreed, 1988 was eh, a little bit lukewarm. 89, oh my god, this so is, 89 uh, is starting to crank her up a bit. Okay, yeah. who wants to go first? Let's do a, a, a three-way paper, rock, scissors to see oh who god. goes first. Okay. Okay, paper, rock, scissors. Okay. Oh Maybe shit, uh, Matt's first. Wait, the rock, oh, no. well, you cover the rock, it? I smash the scissors. Okay. Kay. Yeah, Matt go, okay. Glenn go, then I'll go. Okay. Man, eighty-eight I, uh, was full of suckage. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight was full of suckage. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah. So one. you're kind of saying that. Uh, um, <laughs> man, I oh, I almost want to like change my pick mid uh, midstream here, but uh, I didn't really. 
do much research. I definitely have some uh, some honorable mentions. I've I've seen a lot of these movies actually because this is kind of where I started watching as a mm-hmm. uh, you know as a kid. That would have been what would I have been seven or eight at this point. Uh, but no, I'm gonna pick The Abyss for mine. Uh, this is a, a James Cameron. Uh, I guess a, a film he's coming off of. What would it have been Terminator and Aliens? I mm-hmm. think, and then The Abyss would have been uh, soon thereafter. Um, Great show. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what? I loved this movie growing up. Now I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, it has a lot. The the, the storyline's actually fairly complex. It, where it, it could have been, the, he, I think James Cameron tied a lot of, of different elements into it, uh, lit layers. Uh, where it could have just been like straight up an adventure about like I mean I think pe- a lot of people would have just watched it about uh, you know a, a crew that goes into the ocean and comes across this uh, fascinating uh, you know creature or however you want to word it uh, down in the abyss of the ocean I think it could have been left with that but there's all these other layers like there's like sort of the Cold War uh, sort of tied into it as well so basically there's like the the submarine goes missing off, uh, like a, uh, an American submarine goes missing, <clears throat> and of course America blames the Russians for it. So there's this there, this whole tension up above sea, a uh, sea level, uh, as far as that goes. And I guess there's basically two crews that go down. There's one uh, re- led by, um, is it Michael Bain is in this too with the mustache? Ed Harris is in. Ed and Ed Harris is uh, the Michael Bain's a, a marine or, or a yeah. s- Navy SEAL. Navy sorry. SEAL. So he's kind of the bad guy. He's got the mustache. He he's gets the bend. He gets the bend. That's though. right, and he kind of goes a little bit demented, and uh, so he's kind of like the the uh, the antagonist. And then Ed Harris is sort of the uh, the down to earth uh, like oil driller, I believe, right? Offshore yeah. or oil driller, I yeah. think, something along those lines. That's right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they basically have to kind of coexist, these two crews, to go look for this uh, submarine that has gone missing, and uh, they basically discover it had kind of fallen off this cliff that was in the, already way down into the ocean, and uh, so they went down to basically depths that, like, no man had at that point or something, you know, along those lines. I'm kind of just going on my memory here, but... And, um... You're remembering it better than I can. Yeah, and then I just remember that basically this this creature that is down there uh, is sort of the reason for the submarine. Uh, it has sort of an electromagnetic sort of... Uh, quality to it that shuts off anything to do with like our technology and so basically that's what happened with the sub and then it's sort of revealed that there's like this creature and the special effect is it's basically like this tube of water almost looks like a tentacle comes into the uh but it's it's sentient it's it's, it's like intelligent yeah exactly it's it's very intelligent and it'll actually like sort of mock your features or like your reaction so it kind of shows that it understands what you're doing and it sort of has this deep inherent like knowledge of your intent I guess so that's when Michael Bain or Bien or however the hell you say his name uh, kind of gets the bends and he's kind of sees like he sees kind he of, thinks it's gonna attack yeah he, he sees like the negative so in he it, wants like, to nuke it with right. the, the mini sub or something like yeah, that yeah yeah so I think he ends up like cutting it off at a certain point so the, the creature sort of turns on them and there's all these different things I just like the, the premise of it I is, is quite fascinating I I I I really like personally am drawn to just the uh, the knowledge that there could be you know there's so much unexplored un- unexplored yeah. in, on planet Earth I mean like it's seventy percent of the Earth and 
you know, there's so much stuff that, uh, you know, that's probably under there that we don't even know about. So and I think, uh, I think this movie either inspired James Cameron or James Cameron developed this movie based on his interests like, of the ocean. Like Titanic and that sort of thing. Well, or? not Titanic. Like, mm. I mean, he's, he's actually done, uh, his own, what are we, documentaries where he's mm. gone down into the ocean at depths that I don't know whether he's broke records or what, but he. Oh wow! I didn't know that. You you didn't know that he. No, I didn't, that, I didn't. Yeah, he he actually does that, right? Hmm, interesting. And and I don't know whether he was inspired by what he did in this movie or what, but he. Uh, that's like a. I don't know whether you would call it a hobby of his or what. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's even beyond that. I mean, he's probably dumping a lot of money into it, and it's sort of a passion at that point. But um, there was, I think, there was also something in the so the the notes. I guess there was this one was uh, like seemingly like any movie that involves water, uh, like Waterworld, for example. Uh, there it there's like a cost that's sort of inherent with that. So I think this one was that there was a lot of like problems filming this movie, and I think there was a lot of like price tag attached to it as well. I don't know if it's the same kind of thing as Waterworld, where like the set sank like a few times. <laughs> and it's like just just ridiculous. So that's somewhere down in the bottom of the ocean is the original set of Waterworld, which is just, <laughs> it's just horrible to think. But uh, but yeah, but just back to the abyss. I, I think there's yeah there's it's yeah it's, it's still a, a movie that sort of fascinates me. So that that's my uh, my pick and my rundown of said pick. I need to see this. Oh, you you've seen never yeah, seen it. I've oh. never seen it. And oh. I thought you, like when you said The Abyss, I thought you were talking about someone else. I was quickly Googling what I was thinking of. Uh, what is it called? The Sanctum? Or oh. something? It's another, it's just called Sanctum, and it's about like uh, these underwater like cave explorers, and they end up getting like trapped inside because like uh, something breaks and like the water starts flowing through, and that's written by James Cameron, I think. Oh, okay. So I thought that that was the same movie, but this is from like 2011, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh. I'm, I'm Wait, way Actually, off. put put James Cameron into uh, the search a, or whatever because he's done documentaries I oh yeah I, I saw that when I was trying to Google and yeah James Cameron's a pretty cool dude like he's really into um, ocean stuff and he's also into like uh, environmentalism like oh, he often visits like First Nations communities in yeah, Canada yeah. and like I always forgot I always, with them. You know what? I always forget that he is Canadian. That's pretty pretty. Oh he, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah from Ontario. Too. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Does it yeah, show Avatar in regards to? Oh Jesus! Look at all these Avatar movies. Eh? So Avatar two 2020, Avatar three 2021, 2024. Does anyone care? Like I know it's an often thing brought up, but I, like does I anyone actually Avatar. care about? Actually, yeah, oh, okay. there is a whole uh, like. Uh, like um, fan base, they're called the Avatars. <laughs> oh, epic yeah. burn! Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, no, I, I I liked Avatar too. Uh, um, Ghosts of the Abyss and Aliens of the Deep are the two. Are the two uh, documentaries? Yeah. Documentaries okay, yeah. of several. Oh, cool. Oh, I guess this is this about the Titanic, Ghosts of the Abyss? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't think Titanic kind of really plays into it. But this film is also known as Titanic 3D, Ghosts of the Abyss. So I think it is. I think it <laughs> oh, is. Ghosts of the Abyss. Sorry, I thought you were talking about is the Abyss. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have no yeah. idea what the uh, Ghosts of the Abyss is. Okay, so you just told me the, the, the creature in the abyss sank the Titanic. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't an iceberg after all. Yeah. All right, Glenn, uh, what's your pick for 1989? 
my choice for 1989 was Indiana Jones and which one was it? The Last the Crusade. Last, the Last Crusade. Crusade, right. Yeah. Sorry, I was about to say the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Doing so well tonight. It's yeah, okay. yeah. It's okay. Uh, look at it. I give up halfway through. <laughs> so, so I'll quickly say before you get started, uh, The Last Crusade is held up as like the best Indiana Jones movie, is it not? Like, Is it? Like, what, what, what do you... In my you, opinion? Yeah, what do, you, what do you think about that, me saying that? I always uh, liked Raiders. I, I, think. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark and... Man, the other... Uh, I, I, actually, Temple I, I like... Doom is amazing, too. Yeah, I like I like all of them. I don't... Yeah, for different reasons, I guess. I, I know a lot of people like just can't stand Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's and, okay. And I, I enjoyed that, too. I, I enjoy the character. Uh, for sure, yeah. he's it's It's perfect... For Harrison Ford, like he, he is so. He's got that personality oh, for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there, yeah. there's, there's. He's got the strong side to it, and he's got that kind of the humor and yeah, he kind of the. It just that he, charisma, right? I don't know whether there was anyone else ever cast or thought about for that. There was character. somebody uh, thought uh, thought of. Uh, oh wait, of, uh, Tom Selleck. Tom yeah, Tom was it, Selleck yeah. was supposed to be Indiana Jones, wasn't he? Tom yeah, Selleck, actually, and, I think that is correct. And yeah. was yeah. and uh, in a similar vein, uh, Burt Reynolds was supposed to be Han, Han Solo. No, yeah, wasn't it? No, really? First, yeah, it was. Because <laughs> it's all, weird. Yeah, it is weird. I think how Han Solo came to be was uh, he, wasn't he on the set? of Yeah, Star he Wars? was a painter or something like that, like was a carpenter yeah. or something. Yeah, like he was a carpenter. He's a carpenter. Yeah. And how George Lucas cast like his original. Um, for the original movie was he didn't take like individual people he just saw like the like chemistry between the actors when they were acting like he put them in random groups together and the one that worked the best for him was Mark Hamill Carrie Fisher and uh, cool uh, Harrison Ford little preview of our upcoming Star Wars series yeah cool Uh, but Last Crusade yeah Yeah, The Last Crusade I mean you, you could probably do we could probably do a, an entire series on Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones yeah. character. Yeah, for that probably one. should actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the Last Crusade. I mean, for to say that that's the the best one, I I can't. I could I couldn't pinpoint which one is my favorite. It's just I mean, that I mean, they the, have the, like two really strong leads in it, like with Sean Connery yeah, there as the, well. There are, yeah. That makes it like a different kind of movie. It feels like, but but that's just from my experience. Last Crusade's my favorite. That's probably why i brought it up well that well the first yeah yeah, the first movie and the third movie are focused on uh christian symbols too right Mm -hmm. you're you're talking about the the ark of the covenant and then you're talking about the the cup of christ and stuff like that so depending upon i suppose what kinds of things you're interested in historically uh you might be more prone to liking those movies versus the temple of doom which is about Hinduism or the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which focuses on alien, Fuck. whatever, and Mayan monkeys and Mayan, mon- Mayan monkeys, <laughs> Mayan monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> or Mayankees, if the, you will. Mayankees. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, uh, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. It's it's actually unfortunate that they didn't pair them up at any point throughout the the series before that. And we only get to see Sean Connery as his father in the third one. Uh, of course, River Phoenix was featured. Oh yeah, in the beginning. At the beginning of and, that right. movie. Shit, forgot about that actually. And 
I mean, we may have even seen him at some point uh, portray the Indiana Jones character somewhere down the road. He could have been instead of uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah, Should have been. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he had his unfortunate demise with his overdose. But, yeah, I mean, all the characters in that movie just meshed really well. I re- I, I've always liked the whole idea of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and stuff, so it was really interesting for them, you know, to find the the Holy Grail and mm. pass the three tests to, to get into the the chamber where the knight was and see how old he was and that and then of course pick the cup of christ it was was totally interesting like everyone's looking for this great big iconic kind of glitzy goblet and of course it was just like an average looking cup yeah yeah Yeah. you did not choose wisely yeah I really like the ending to that movie. It's very iconic with like the three people riding off into the sunset mm. on the horses. Like I, that really stands out to me. Uh, the rest of the movie, I kind of don't remember actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah exactly. I thought you just said that was your. Favorite it is my one. favorite one, but like all the Indiana Jones ones, kind of like uh, blur together. Blur together, sure. like. Well, and those those two, of course, are focused around World War Two as well mm-hmm. and the Nazis. And so, Temple yeah, of Doom might. is a prequel, right? Is mm. that right? I've heard that, I don't that, think it's a, that's supposed to be taking place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. I actually, I have I think no idea. It's I, like a little muddy. And I have no idea. Timeline. I've never actually tried to throw it in to, to piece it together that way. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'm not sure actually. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way. I'd have to see them again for sure. Mm-hmm. He would have been in Japan, and Japan would have been at war. Mm. But at what time in the war? He wouldn't have brought the states into the war yet, so I have no idea. I could quickly look it up. Well, do you have anything more to say about the Last Crusade? Play some music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking up some, uh, some, some stuff. No, I. Uh, you know what? I. I think one of the the best scenes. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Todd. Like I, I obviously remember. I, you know, I, if I were to rewatch it, I'd be, oh, okay, I remember the scene and all that. But uh, I think the, uh, the other two really stand out for me. And I think I've seen them, you know, on the same amount of times. Uh, but one scene that I think is the absolute over-the-top, like, wickedest Indiana Jones scene is in, uh, um, what is it, Temple of Doom, where they they dive out of the, the uh, airplane on an air mattress no, at, oh, that's the, the that's that's Temple, a, of Temple of Doom. It's not Doom, an right? air mattress. It's a like it's a, like a zodiac. Zodiac, or whatever, yeah, yeah. And they land on that ski hill, essentially. Like it's not a ski hill, but it, and then they just like fly down there, and then they end up in like a river, and then they do like whitewater rafting, and then they have like people <laughs> shooting uh, bows and arrows at them, and it's just like so ridiculous. But it's like awesome. It's okay. totally, it's totally realistic. Yeah. Okay, All I right. got I got the timeline here. Uh, so, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom takes place in 1935, Raiders of the Lost yep. Ark in 36, Glass Crusade in 38, and then uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is supposed to be in 57. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. There we go. Weird day. Eh? Wow. Yeah. In 38, so the war isn't even close to being over yet. Mm-hmm. Was it at 44, was the? 45. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, World War Two started in '39, right? So oh, okay. this was even before World War Two. But like, of course, oh, like the Nazi well, Party was rising. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And of course, the Nazi Party and Hitler were, or maybe not so much Hitler. 
were fascinated with uh, relics yeah. like that mm. and trying to find any kind of advantage, I guess, yeah, in the yeah. war. It's coming to power, yeah. Okay, so uh, my pick is actually Dead Poet Society. Uh, I don't remember that much about this movie, but I just remember it being like a really good movie about being in school and Robin Williams being mm. a very good teacher. Um, I have never seen it. You've never seen it? No. Uh, I've had people tell me to watch it. Yeah, but. it's where that, like, oh, Captain, my captain comes from, where they, like, stand on the desk. Um, it takes place at, like, an all-boys um, private school where, like, the like studying is, like, very intense and it's very, like, stressful for the boys, but here you have this one teacher, Robin Williams, who's their English teacher, and he's trying to teach them that the world is more than just books or whatever. Very similar to, like, his Goodwill hunting role, like, being an inspirational figure for the protagonist. Uh, it has Ethan Hawke in it, and uh, I don't know the name of the actor, but he went on to be a guy in House, the TV show of... Mm. Uh, oh, uh, so this guy Robert Sean Leonard. Uh, ye- yes, that that's him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember watching it with someone, and uh, spoilers. Uh, I I said like, oh man, is this like a prequel to House? Because like this kid wants to be a doctor, he ends up shooting yeah. himself at the end of the movie. So uh, it it's pretty dark, and huh. uh, it's and of course it's called Dead Poet Society because like they get so enthralled with poetry that they like go off into the woods all the boys and they like start reading like doing slam poetry with each other oh like, yeah, yeah and like lighting a little campfire and like just dancing around and shit like trying to get away if like from all this structure at school and how stressful right. it is so slam poetry well not slam poetry but like they're reading poetry and being like dramatic out of like books and stuff i don't know yeah it, it's a good movie i highly recommend it yeah, it's been a long time since I saw it. Yeah, but I, yeah, no, that's a good pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Solid. Mm-hmm. So I believe that is going to do it for 1989. Uh, we have other episodes. You that mean they were slamming poetry, or they, it, or they were like doing? Oh, like do punk, you not do you punk. not know what slam poetry is? No, I don't know. What you're oh, okay, so about, it's like sorry. slam poetry is like. <laughs> It is kind of like we're punk, not done yet. It is kind of yeah. like punk rock of uh, oh well, poetry, where it's just rock. like. Uh, Usually poetry is has um, is usually some like poetry is like a painting kind of whereas like slam poetry is like you're trying to get some message across like something like about like social injustice or like oh. gender inequality. Usually, I find slam almost. poetry is that a good description? I, I'm yeah, not, it yeah. almost it may, sounds like a. I'm I'm picture like uh, like rap battles, but with like poetry. It, like somebody will say something, and then you have like a rebuttal kind of in like a, another poem. Yeah, it's of, it's yeah. got more punch to it than like regular poetry is. Right, right. Where I okay, so I think like when you write poetry, uh, slam poetry is more about the performance of it, mm, whereas yeah, like yeah, at, dramatic r- regular and, poetry yeah. is like you could write it and you still get the same message across. Whereas slam Matt, poetry, Matt never gave me a beer. Yeah. There's scissors on the floor. Yeah. My feet are cold. Wow, Glenn, you've got right. a talent there. But you didn't move. you didn't slam me. Yeah, yeah, poetry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a very oh, soft well, slam, slam poetry. poetry. Slam poetry be like, you never gave me a beer. No, it's like you're, yeah. you're, you're rapping. Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's kinda, scissors on the floor. It's kind it's kind of like rap. I don't yeah, know. like deaf, it's like deaf, what do they call it? Deaf deaf, deaf poetry. It's kind of like that where it's all it's essentially like it's almost like rapping in a way, yeah, sure. Mm. But, 
Maybe that's where rap came from. Is hey, that where they maybe, got the hey, Def Jam Records label from? Def Jam? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do for 1989. If you'd like yeah. to listen to more episodes of Video Return Slot, uh, we have got episode 85, 86, 87, 88. Uh, we also have uh, Movie Night with Glay Todd, if you'd like to listen to that. Uh, otherwise, we will see you in the next episode of 1990. That was easy. <laughs> 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 uh.